All right, hey everybody. I'm filling in for Bill again. I think for the last time this season. But let's uh talk about that exciting win that the Flyers just had over the Maple Leafs to stay in the postseason hunt. And right now, the Flyers have 82 points after that game. Canadians have 90. Blue Jackets have 88. Uh, and I believe both teams still have five games left. Uh, or the Blue Jackets have six. So pretty much uh, Blue Jackets and Canadians play tomorrow. So to keep the playoff dream alive, the Blue Jackets would need to beat the Canadians in regulation. I believe both the Canadians and Blue Jackets would need to lose out the rest of their games. And the Flyers would need to win out. Uh, I don't think they can tie the Canadians or Blue Jackets because of uh, regulation or overtime wins tiebreaker. So uh, their Flyers are technically still alive with that win right there. Um, Hearts, that was Carter Hart's first shootout ever. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs' first shootout of the season somehow. Uh, Sam Marin made his season debut. Uh, he was out there for the first goal against, but I wouldn't really pin that on him. I put that more on Ron Harbin not covering his guy, sliding down the cover of his guy. Uh, and I also noticed Sam Marin out there late, uh, getting deep below the goal line in an offensive cycle. I'll look up how much time Marin played actually in a second. I didn't do that. Uh, 600 game for Voracek as flyer, 20th flyer. Or 20th player to ever play 600 games for Vorge, or uh, for the Flyers <laughs> in franchise history. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gudis had his fourth goal of the season, second goal against the Maple Leafs this season. Katoria now has uh, a new career high of 32 goals in a single season. Konechny scored his 23rd of the season. He is now one away from tying his career high of 24 that he recorded last season. Sanheim had two assists tonight. For his seventh career multi-point game in his 126th NHL game. Uh, and I think that's it for the stats. In general, just a really sloppy game. Uh, the first period, for I mean the whole game. I mean the first period was really sloppy by the Flyers alone. But the, the whole game was kind of sloppy for both teams. And uh, Frederick Anderson came in not... Playing too great. 841 save percentage over his last six games. Uh, had some big saves early, but then... Uh, got hung out the dry on the Hartman goal to make it four to three in the third, and then got beat uh, just by Katori in the shootout. So, uh, besides that, just, just some really bad turnovers by the Flyers tonight uh, for goals against the, like we were talking about, the first one was Hartman didn't cover Brown as Brown slid into the picture. Marin had his guy covered. Gucci was in front, so Ghost had to stay with him. Second goal, everybody seemed to just pin on Couturier. Couturier didn't have his best play. It looked like a turnover. But I, I want to question Gudis' pass through his own slot and a pass hard enough that Hag wouldn't be able to get a guy that was three feet in front of him. And also behind Couturier. So Couturier had to reach to his left while skating right. Kind of created that whole awkward situation. But, I mean, Couturier still could have... Uh, gotten it away, and then Ghost just had a a remarkably bad turnover on that that game time goal from Nylander. So, and I thought Ghost, Sanheim and Ghost, I thought actually played pretty good tonight. Sanheim looked great all night. I mean, the two assists, he drew the penalty in the third period, had the goal in overtime that should have been a goal. We'll talk about that whole thing again and the Flyers and calls this year, which apparently is just going to be a thing. Um. 
And then uh, Ghost, I mean, Ghost created a lot of chances tonight. He unfortunately had that one turnover on Nylander. He also had a pretty bad unforced turnover when uh, Matthews was pressuring him in the second period. But he had that pass to Voracek in the third, had the shift in the second period where he almost got the wraparound goal and also set up JVR in the slot. And then he had a pretty good first shift of the game where he made a move at the blue line. I think it set up a scoring chance for JVR, I believe. Uh, let's see what else is here. I mean, Corbin Knight, Corbin Knight had a Corbin Knight game. Uh, pretty much made Tyler Ennis look like Sidney Crosby on that first goal against. Um, and then also in the first period, had a pretty easy breakout on the penalty kill and passed it right to a leaf off the boards. Uh, that's all I have for the stats right now. I'm going to see what you guys have not looked at the questions yet. Let's see what you guys are thinking. Holy shit, a lot of comments already. And my computer's taking time to load it up here. Okay. Yep, Thomas Dickerson, top fan, says a sloppy game on both sides. So, by the way, that's my mentality tonight is I'm only going to respond to the top fans. So, if you don't have a uh, top fan uh, notice next to you, um, I did say Corbin Knight. What's going on here? Uh, so, and Sam Moran, I mean, Sam Moran, I don't know how much, I'm going to actually look up right now, so I wanted to do that. Uh, I didn't really notice him that much tonight. He didn't really have, like, a signature player or anything. Like I said, I didn't notice him out there for the first goal against, but that wasn't his fault. He just was on the ice for that goal against. And then I noticed him activate to help extend a cycle in the third period. And besides that, I don't think he played too much. I don't think he was out there too often. Uh, Gordon went with the 11 forwards and 7 defensemen again, which I mean, just seems to kind of be the theme of his his stay here, whether or not it's intentional. So Sam Moran played 8.09 tonight, so not, not a lot. Let's see here. Big Carter Hart. Do you think JBR? Yeah, I think JBR won that one. I think JBR is fine with the. Uh, he had a pretty good play tonight where he danced through a couple of leaves and hit the post, but I think he's also fine with the uh, the hat trick he got last time against the Leafs. Yeah, Ghost didn't see the ice. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't blame Gordon for sitting Ghost out to that one, but I, I was. <laughs> I made a comment, I think, in the BSH Slack that Ghost looked fine. I mean, he, he looked to have a little more. Uh, Pepping a step that he does most nights, and it looked like he was creating a little bit more. And then, of course, after I say that and put it out into the universe, he has one of the worst turnovers turnovers I've ever seen in my life. So, uh, very fitting for this flyer season and how good season has been. Matt Joseph asked a uh, pretty important question. A top fan, by the way. Uh, can you really be a top fan if every person is? A top fan, and I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'm seeing some not top fans thinking they can chime in here, but I, I guess I'll respond to them. Uh, Morgan started to play for the fourth goal. Okay, I mean, that was the uh, that was the Hartman goal in front, so that's fine. I I, I noticed Vault on that play. So, uh, Car at the first Car at the first Flyers goalie to go five hundred shootout. Uh, he. I want to say no, but I mean, if you told me yes, that wouldn't be the craziest thing. 
I mean, again, I know everybody's, everybody's talking about Marin. I didn't. Um... Uh, I, I he looked fine tonight when he was on the ice tonight. I mean, I didn't really notice him too too much. I thought he'd be more of a physical presence. Um, I was kind of surprised when he got activated that much in the zone in the third period. And um, I mean, I'll have to go back and watch the the fourth goal. I I, I caught the tail end of that goal. I must have been putting out notes or something. And I just saw Lawton win the the um, battle in the corner and then center at the Hartman, and Hartman was wide open in front. Joe Cush, top fan. What did you think of Marin and signing Raffle? I've I've already been talking about Marin, but the Raffle, uh, the Raffle thing. Uh, I don't care as much about Raffle coming back. I think as a lot of fans do, or a good chunk of the fan base does. If he's taking a pay cut, and you know that he's a fourth liner, whatever. I, I feel like he is the least offensive fourth liner the Flyers have had in a while, and he. Uh, I don't know. I just think he plays. That's how a game. I don't really notice him turning the puck over too much. He had a bad penalty tonight, but more times than not, he just has a quiet game. He might chip in a goal. I, I mean, that's for a fourth liner that's going to make under two million, whatever. And if I, you know, I think uh, a lot of people are paranoid that it's the same old Flyers and they keep bringing back these guys that they aren't, you know, progressing towards a playoff spot or in the playoffs with. But I don't think there are players like that. I don't think Raffle is one of them. If they if Fletcher brings back Veroni and Knight and a couple guys on defense, then I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Uh, top fan Amanda Wojcik, uh, are you and the BSH crew planning on going to Prague for the season opener? Uh, personally, Amanda, I am broke as fuck. So, no, I will not be going unless they take me for free. I don't know if they're going. Uh, no idea. I mean, it'd be a pretty cool experience. But uh, David Womble, thank you, Tavares. Yeah, that was a that was that was a hell of a shot attempt from um good old uh, good old pajama boy there. That was that was pretty bad. <laughs> that was. I thought the Flyers were about to lose the game on that, but Strom he's good fourth hundred and great on the PK. Yeah, I mean he yeah, and he has. I'm not going to argue he has offensive. Um, an offensive upside. He did get 21 goals when he was on the top line a couple years ago. I think it just speaks more to – he's a good player to move up and down the lineup if the guy gets hurt, and he's really not going to hurt you wherever he is in the lineup. He's he is somebody that, if they, since they're bringing him back, okay, if they let him walk, okay. I really don't – I'm not going to lose my mind over Michael Raffle. Like, he's to me, he's a fine player. Okay, so Nick, yeah, let's talk about this goal. I was slinging some brews at the bar. Nice and done. Couldn't hear why the goal was disallowed or what happened. Intent to blow. I want to say intent to blow is the worst rule in sports. You guys can throw whatever rule you think is worse uh, in the comment section, but it's it was pretty bad. And, I mean, intent to blow is terrible because the they acknowledged that the puck went in before the whistle. And there was no reason for the whistle, but the ref was like, "No, I meant to blow that incorrect whistle a couple seconds earlier." So now the goal doesn't count. Like it doesn't. I don't understand why intent to blow is actually a rule. But this speaks to a theme that uh, Steve and I were talking about on Fly Purpley, which if you don't listen, go ahead and listen. Um, does it seem like this season the Flyers have been boned on a lot more calls than recent history? Now 
I understand I might be asking a, a group of, of fans that think the refs are always working against the Flyers, but I think that's a general thing that there's just certain fans of certain fan base or certain fans of every fan base that feel like the refs are always against them. But this year alone, I'm usually somebody who tries to not talk about officiating as much as possible. It happened tonight. The Islanders game last week was horrendous. They had that game in Nashville earlier this year. All the suspensions with the the, uh, the Department of Player Safety are a little wonky. Like they all, it all seems to be working against the Flyers this season. It's in no way an excuse for how this team has played. They played like shit. The officiating would have changed that. But at the same time, it feels like there's been a lot of really borderline slash inexcusable calls that have gone against the Flyers and. Uh, I, I feel like this has been the worst season when it comes to officiating in a while. But I would like to hear your guys' opinions. I I don't know. Stephen Frank says, I don't know. The revealing of the pass interference is the worst rule in sports. It's the, the whiny baby no good Saints fans picked for. Yeah, I will say, I don't know if I'm really against. Yeah, see, they literally only, that, that was just a reactive thing by the NFL. Um and also, I don't like rewarding the Saints. The Saints have been gigantic piss babies the last two years, and they're just mad because the they they come with all these excuses for why they didn't win the Super Bowl. But you know, they they've had plenty of opportunity the last two years, and they're going to blame it on the the play against the Vikings, which they could have prevented, and then the the uh, shitty pass non pass interference call against the the Rams. And again, don't put yourself in that position. Win the game earlier. Um, uh, David Wombold with a good question. Post game show talking about Flyers defenseman of the year. They say Gudis. I agree. Do you through for the entire 2018 19 season? Yeah, I would think so because Sandheim has been up the whole season. I think he is the only other realistic option for defenseman of the year. Uh, and Gudis has been good this year, and I was, um, Trade deadline, I was kind of pitching for him to get traded. Not because I don't like him. And I don't think he would be helpful to the team next year. But I feel like he's been playing above his game all season. Maybe try and get the most value out of it. But, yeah, for the whole season, I think Kudis has been. Uh, Sanheim has shown that he is going to be a monster in the league this year. Uh, Myers has shown flashes. He's been kind of quiet recently. And then because Progroff and Ghost have – I mean, Ghost has been – Ghost has had a pretty rough season all year, unfortunately. And Provorov had a pretty rough start, and start being about half the season, and then for the last second half. So ever since All Star break, I think Provorov has been fine, and he hasn't had the uh, he hasn't had um, as many like blatant errors. Like in the beginning half of the year, it was just him coming out from behind the net with the puck and nobody around him, and he just tosses it right to the other team. Yes, I did. Just say his bit. There's a lot of other words I guess I could have thrown out there, but I usually just go with that one because I feel like it's a good way to describe why I see Sean Bateman. That's what I think of. I think of a piss baby. He's real annoying. So Kyle says I watch a lot of the other games as well, and officiating across the whole league is just abysmal. It's embarrassing. Yeah, I mean the the officiating overall has been really bad, and you know I guess it's kind of been bad for a little bit of time. But I, I feel like it's like just some of the calls, like Sean Couturier twice this year and Claude Drew once this year, 
have been looking at the puck in, in their skates and the boards. Plenty of time for a defender to realize that you know the numbers are out towards the middle of the ice, and the defend and the player just boards them, and the rest five feet away, and nothing happens. And then he had the Hartman thing last week. Uh, I don't know how that becomes a five on three after Hartman gets pushed to the ice. And the Hag Hag had that situation happen to him twice where he didn't lift the stick, and it becomes a double minor, not just a penalty, a double minor for not doing anything. I feel like those things they. I feel like they're not – officiating is very questionable, but I feel like that's not the consistent across the league for every team. Maybe every team can. Maybe it is that bad. I don't know. But I, that's a good point, Kyle, that across the league it is pretty off. <laughs> Mike Shaday, top fan, says, this team, I love them. I don't know why, but I do. Well, Mike, I think you're certainly alone on that front uh, <laughs> when it comes to me. I – I thought it was going to be the end of the season, and I just they won't I, they won't go away. I'll give them that. I just I, they're going to come painfully close to not making the playoffs. They're going to be eliminated with like two games left, and then you start questioning. My my brother just texted me. And he was like, "Do you think if Hart was healthy for that stretch around the, the stadium series, maybe they'd be close to a playoff spot?" I mean, maybe if Hextall and Hextall got fired earlier in the season, maybe they're closer to a playoff spot, and this is actually realistic. But, like, right now, it's just it, – it, it's just looking like we're just building – I feel like we're just building up how much pain we're going to endure next Thursday is what I feel like it's heading towards. Um, can we get Voracek to go to breakaway school this summer? He has one pathetic move <laughs> Frank's not a fan of Voracek and the shootout or Berkeley's. Um Yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I I want Voracek to just shoot more, which I think he has. There was about a month ago. There was I think it was against the Islanders too, where he, he decided, yeah, I'm going to start shooting. I feel like he gets plenty of odd man rushes, and he is carrying the puck through the neutral zone and entering the zone often enough where you'd think he'd be in more situations where he would feel entitled to shoot. And it seems like more times than not, he is forcing a pass either across the ice or back to the point. And there are sometimes you just, you just want him to shoot. Not necessarily breakaways, but I feel like he hasn't scored on a breakaway in a while. I'll have to check that out. Oh, Aaron. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Looks like there's a good comment right here. Craig, why don't they take the fishing out of the referee's hand and just make them... Uh, okay. Um, Sam Ludland. Sam Ludland. Voracek had better moves than Tavares. Well, I mean, that's a... Yeah. Yeah, he did. I mean, he did. You, you can't argue that. That's factually correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's look at some other... Do you think they can... Can keep Danny Brand's statements. That yeah, uh, Stephen with a good question. Do you think they can keep Danny Brand in the stick contract when they go to a shootout? Yeah, I think he's just on retainer right now. So if they do make the postseason, they can swap Knight out. They can swap uh, Corbin Knight out for Danny Brand, which will be. I mean, I, I kind of want them to kickstart that right now. Chris with a good point. Uh, the Phantoms once night and Pascal LeBurge had a hat trick. So I'm kind of 
LaBerge is an interesting pick for Flyers fans because um, Alex Abrink got one a couple picks later. And also, I've ever since I drafted him, the kids had a ton of terrible luck. Uh, he had the whole family situation where his I think his stepfather passed away from cancer, and then his mom got diagnosed with cancer, and he had to endure that. And then he had the pretty nasty concussion after the Lou Coonan hit and um in World Juniors. And now he's they finally made a season debut last week, two weeks ago. Now he has a hat trick. I mean his uh overall I think the general feeling is the Flyers may have missed on that pick, but I'm I mean we're still I'm still hoping he turns into something. Uh and tonight's a pretty encouraging sign and I feel good for him. Uh, I want to see what he does next season. Uh, I'm hoping he takes a step forward. It's a pretty good story that he's been able to push through all that shit as a young guy and I might get a chance in the NHL. I would have rather have seen Limblom and TK in the shootout before Voracek and JVR. Um, yeah, I mean, Alex, I, I don't know. I think... Hmm. I mean, I don't really have a problem with Voracek or JVR going. I mean, I would. I feel like we don't see enough Limblom or TK. For some reason, I think Haxel and um, Gordon both don't really go to those two guys as much as we'd like to see. I think he went to, I think Haxel went to TK a lot last year though. But yeah, I mean, at this, well, I guess they are still in the playoff hunt technically. So I, I guess that's why we wouldn't see kids in the shootout, but I wouldn't mind it. Wait, Neil, what do you th- uh, typically listen to this on Spotify and the comments not commented on by Bill or Craig are hysterical? Yeah, I mean, some of them some of them are good. I, I'm not going to repeat them, though, is the thing. <laughs> uh, uh, Aaron Schulman. Aaron Schulman, were you the guy I, I was doing the post-game recap a couple weeks ago for the Blue Jackets loss and you're riffing on G? You're the same guy, right? I just want to make sure there's only one person that really doesn't like Drew. Dustin Long, anyone else disappointed? Marin didn't ragdoll anyone. Yeah, I I want to say disappointed. I just thought uh, I was expecting more of a physical game out of Marin. I thought he would have been pumped to finally get in the lineup after coming back from the injury and how long he's waited to get back into the lineup. I thought we were going to see something physical out of him. But uh, – I mean, again, he didn't play too much tonight. I didn't really notice him in a negative light too much tonight. And I, I thought he had some good plays. Uh, nothing nothing spectacular, but I think long-term, tonight's game is what I would hope out of Marin. I think, I think to me, Marin, I think, is a an ideal five or six on the defense. If he's on the third pairing and he can kill penalties and he can provide a physical presence, and drives play, uh, that's fine by me. I, I know the same Marin thing is a huge thing among the fan base, and everybody's divided. But uh, I, I don't. He's not. I don't think he's going to be pronger, and I don't think he's a complete bust or a waste of a pick. I think he can still be something serviceable. I don't think it's going to be as, I guess, far fetched as some of the fans think it is. But, yeah. uh. John Marsh should the John Marsh top fan. Very nice. Uh, good job, buddy. Uh, should the league get rid of non-reviewable plays? Your refs make a decision. You <laughs> um, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be against that either. I don't, I think that's part of the reason why the intent to blow rule sucks. Because uh, the ref's just like, no, I meant to blow the whistle. And then they're like, oh, we can't. There's nothing we can do about that. There's just no goal. But, I mean, we all saw that replay. All of us. And it was, I mean, it was clearly a goal. I don't know why. I, I don't. I feel like there are a lot of things with the league where you just like that was a blatant thing where there's no reason why that should have been prevented as a goal. We have the technology. We can go back. We saw it. Just say it was a goal instead of, and there's no, it's all the intent to blow rule that really blows my mind. Kyle top fan says, Ooh, a non top fan said my name gross. I have to go shower now. Well, I mean, yeah, I know. I'm trying to limit all these non-top fan comments here, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, Paul Boys, come on, Craig, hear me when we have the technology. There's no reason that this cannot all be done through Toronto, and the refs just escort to the box that we weigh. Can't blame them anymore. Let's face people. In... Hey, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad idea. We just made everything robotic, and just uh, the only thing. The, then the fans would just get mad at technology, and then they'd be begging for the refs to come back and miss... Uh, goals with intent to blow calls and everything. I mean, you have a point. That's a good point. Top fan, John Christopher. So do you think next year Hextall has a come-to-Jesus moment and realizes he did wrong by keeping Hack? Could apologize and say hindsight is twenty twenty. I'll be forgiven, and then he'd be GM again? Um, no. Are you saying... Do you think if he's just like, all right, guys, my bad, they would bring him back in as a – I don't think that would happen at all. Uh, and I, I don't really – I don't know. I really don't care if Hextall apologizes about Hextall now. Uh, yeah. I I mean, it, it's done. That that was as big as I'm doing. That would be – although that would be pretty great if that was all it took and he comes back. Uh, heard Amac is an Eklund lover. Do you know Craig? Oh, I don't know. Uh, he might be. I don't know why people still retweet Eklund. Uh, by the way, he is. Uh, I, I, I mean, maybe he gets a couple of rumors right. But people fucking still retweet his shit. I don't know why. Holy shit, John! Next year is 2020. Has 20. Yeah. I get, I'm off my game, John. Look, I'm sorry. But John Christopher, top fan, with a pretty good 2020 hindsight joke that just went over my head. I'm I'm losing my mind here, John. So that was a good joke. Technically a good joke. I just missed it. So <laughs> Sometimes I can't tell if Craig is being super dry with humor or serious. I'm probably more towards uh, humor than serious, yeah. Although I sincerely did just mess up that John joke. I fucked that one up completely. <laughs> I <laughs> just was not thinking. But more times than not, I'm being super dry with humor. I don't know if that really goes well with uh, the Facebook community. Uh, a couple more people like me on Twitter. I'll put it that way. I, I don't think I'm really... Uh, Brian C. Knight, top fan. Uh, Craig, what is your dream offseason for this team? Uh, Panarin. Panarin, Skinner, and Carlson. You get rid of Hag. Uh, you get rid of, rid of uh, Knight and Veroni. 
get rid of McDonald. Uh, and we actually see Cam Talbot play a game or two. That would be – or there's a guarantee that he is back to play a game or two. I just want to see Talbot play a game. I mean, I know we saw it in Jersey technically, but a lot of AHL talent was playing that game. I want to see him actually play a meaningful game next season. <laughs> John Marsh, Craig, has never made me laugh. John, I hate you so fucking much. <laughs> What's your hot take for what old Chucky two trades does next year? I, let's see. I got a feeling he's going to trade the first. That is my opinion. That is what, that would be my hot take. I I feel like, uh, I feel like Fletcher and Scott still want to do things that kind of let the fan base know that they are aware that not everybody was a fan of the Hextall tenure and how exciting it would be. And trading of trading out of the first round was something that Hextall would have not done. Not having a first round pick. He traded first round picks, but he always had a first round pick each year he was GM. So I think trading the first pick would be the uh, or the the first round pick would be something that would be kind of unexpected, but I think would kind of fall into the realm of a hot take. Uh, Aaron, nobody cares. I don't know why Fletcher wanted waited on him. Yeah, I don't. Sam, that's a good point. I don't know why Fletcher waited to fire hack either. Uh, Alex, is there a chance that we keep Scott Gorn if we can't get Q? The team has played really well with him. He's a uh... okay. So. Alex, my whole thing with Scott, and I've been saying this the last two weeks now, I think, on the podcast, but um, Scott Gorn's had a better overall record. Five on five, the play has been pretty shitty. It's been worse than it was with Hackstall. And everybody hates Hackstall, and I get it. And, I I mean, I don't like Hackstall either because he made a shit ton of terrible decisions. The only defense I can think of for Hackstall was the guy not never got a save. He, was, he never had a goaltender that could bail him out and get wins. And his time here, I think the, the team was 28th in save percentage when he was here. And it may not sound like a big deal, but a lot of game plans go awry when your goalie can't make a fucking save. So I, I think, to me, Scott Gordon wouldn't be the best option if they can't get Q. I mean, there's a way... I want to see how the summer plays out. I don't know if I would really be like pissed if Gordon is here next year. But I, f- I feel like he can't be the second or third best option. Dude, I like there's Quinville and there's a couple other guys in the minors right now that are pretty interesting, mainly Sheldon Keefe. And uh, I, and again, Hackstall sucked, but I wouldn't mind if they tried another Hackstall route of going out and getting a collegiate coach or a junior coach that nobody's talking about or has heard of to go and see if they can find the great, the next great coaching candidate. Because, I mean, I'd rather take that than a retread. Um, unless that retread, of course, is um, is Joel Quinto. Zach Thomas just annoys me that Abby Cabell never got the chance to play in the NHL aside from one five-minute average stint because Hextel never wanted to call him up and Fletcher ignores him when he's on fire. Under Gordon, he could have shown a bit. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. And in Fletcher's defense, NAK was hurt for a while. Uh, but I would have liked to have seen NAK come back up now, I mean, I'd rather see him playing than than Knight or or Rony. Uh And I, I don't, you know, the 
I'll, that's another thing with Hextall. I like Hextall, but there was so much with the slow developing of prospects, I guess, or not even developing, just like giving NAK a couple, couple more games in the NHL. So, like, I, I don't understand why those – or, like, why it took Santa and Fairway to come up or why we couldn't think about bringing up Hart. I don't know. Matt Joseph's top fan asks, but if we get rid of Hag, who will hit people? That's a good question. Uh, somebody's got to fill that stat sheet up with pointless hits, and I don't – I don't know. I, I, I mean, I guess Gudis uh, can tell Hart when they go back there sometimes and hit people at the point. I, I don't know what they're going to do, but it's really concerning to me that they're not going to have – a big slow guy that can't move the puck and seemingly is on the wrong side of every turnover, but he can hit people. <laughs> Andrew Welder with a, first of all, top fan, Andrew Welder. Also a very important note here that fly purple is the best hockey podcast right up there. We're spitting chiclets. I mean, I, I can't, that is probably the best comment I've ever seen. So thank you for that. Uh, Harmon could throw his weight around. Yeah, he can. No, Harmon can hit. Uh, I feel like he's still like the entire entire time he's been here. I haven't been impressed or upset with the way he's played. He's had his moments. He had that. He had the hits against Buffalo. He had the goal tonight, uh, being in the right place at the right time. He had the great pass to set up JVR against the Devils, and, and then besides that, I haven't noticed him too much. He was also at fault for the first goal tonight, but he's not really somebody that. Which is fine. Like, if next year, since Ralph came back to, and somebody asked about, and Brian asked about the uh, the dream offseason, if the four deaths next year results in the fourth line being Ralph, Lawton, Hartman, then I think it was a good offseason. I don't know who you'd fill the bodies in with the top nine, but I've been saying it for a while, too. They have five 20-goal scorers now, uh, and they should have at least five 20-goal scorers next year because I don't know why those guys wouldn't produce as much unless they get hurt. You sign another big name forward like Panarin or Skinner or somebody like that, that should be another 20 goal scorer. You have a top six that is, they're all scoring 20, 20 goals at least. I think that would be what I'm looking for. The defense, you know, the defense, I, I think I would want somebody who is maybe a little bit better in their own zone. We have a lot of, uh, mobile defensemen who usually get the puck out pretty quick when they're on the game, but sometimes we just get hemmed in the Flyers just get hemmed into their own zone and, and nobody's really able to just kind of break up the cycle with a physical play or anything. It's all kind of, you know. uh, so John Marsh, do you think Proveroff played top fan John Marsh? Do you think Proveroff played himself out of the league already? We have so many prospects that these kids don't, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if he's played himself out of the league. I am I'm not as high on Vorobiev as I was before, if that makes sense. Uh, came into the season with a lot of hype, and then he got two different looks in the NHL, uh, uh, both of fairly lengthy looks, and he didn't, he didn't do much in that time. And apparently there's been rumblings about his work ethic in both the NHL and the AHL. I don't know if that's actually him. I don't know if that's just the stereotypical stuff that goes along with Russian teenagers playing hockey. I don't know. But uh, I I don't want to say he's done. Because, I mean, also in the same sense, 
Scott Long could have been written off pretty early, and he's been a fine, he's been a serviceable bottom six guy. Uh, and I think for Ver- Verobiev still, I think he still has a path to the NHL. Uh, I mean, he could even get a shot next year in the bottom six again. But I don't think he's, I don't know, I don't think that's the, I hope it's not the last we've seen of Verobiev, but maybe it is. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, some people are talking about moving Ghost. I wouldn't move Ghost. Again, this is a thing where we're talking about Sanheim played great tonight. Um, everybody's excited about Myers. We have Moran up now. And Ghost had a, a pretty terrible turnover. I, I think people want to trade Ghost right now because he's not playing at the best of his game. And we've seen the best of his game, too, in the last three seasons. And then the other season, he was unlucky. So I think, to me, I would want to keep Ghost around. I feel like Ghost is a guy that you trade, and you're he will be another player that is always bring up as trading away, and they should have kept. Somebody like a Patrick Sharp, or even Richardson Carter, or guys guys like that. I. I when Ghost is on his game, there's nobody in the league like him. I think he's very dynamic, and I think when you pair him, I think next year if he plays alongside Myers or if you put him with Marin, physical stay-at-home guy, physical stay-at-home guy. Uh, although Marin's not really that, but a bigger physical guy with a with Ghost, I think he'll work out pretty well. And I mean, he has had a bad season, but I expect him to bounce back and have a pretty good season next year. Uh, Yeah, so Daryl and John, I, I kind of agree with that interaction. I guess just that he's he he is having a bad year defensively, but I think it's just this year. I, I think he'll be back next year. I don't, and also you don't trade a player at as low as lowest value, and also I don't like. I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Fletcher. I, we've talked about it before. He's done it in the past, and he did it. You know, it's funny in Minnesota he had a defenseman that people thought he focused too much on offense and they dealt him and that defenseman was Brent Burns. So I think I'd want to keep Ghost for a little bit longer rather than assuming Sanheim and Myers, you know, can already usurp his role. Trey Jake Coots is an elite and we need more grit and Corsi for. All right, Matt, that's a hell of a comment. <laughs> um but yeah, I think so. Pretty much, try and wrap this up. Uh, Flyers won tonight. Dream is still alive, uh, and I know a lot of you quitting out there. But I'm hoping all you top fans are realizing that the Flyers are still in this hunt, and you're you can't sleep, and you you stay awake at night with the excitement, knowing that this team is going to make the postseason, and get the Lightning a run for their money. So that's what. You know, they got five games left. You just got to win out. Hope a uh, Canadian team bus just doesn't show up the games or something. Columbus realizes they have a hockey in the season, and the Flyers can make the playoffs. And then all you got to do is just you got to figure out when's the best time to put Hag out there against either Stamkos, Kucherov, or Braden Point. So, look, we got it. It's cool. We're all cool. I'm having fun. This is great. Flyers making the postseason, and uh, hopefully, maybe I'll do some postseason uh, postgame reactions. 
but we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, I believe now. I believe Bill is doing the last five games, but I also said that the last time I did it, which was like a week ago. So I think Bill said he he should be on for the last five games. So if you if you don't enjoy this, well, suck it up because Bill's gonna be right back. So I will uh, maybe I'll see you guys one more time this season. If not, check out Fly Perbole. I'll probably be on BS Re- BSH Radio a couple times. And uh, I should be back next season for these. So uh, have a good night, everybody.